Hello, I'm your host for today, Lottie, and I thought I'd start by saying it's a shame that we're doing today's episode in the morning because I would have loved to open with saying that my view from the afternoon (laughs) looks good. (laughs) (laughs) But instead I will say I bet you guys look good on the dance floor. Oh. Uh. (laughs) Okay, if you haven't guessed it by now, the album at the centre of episode three is our favourite Arctic Monkeys. That's not our favourite Arctic Monkeys album, that's our favourite band. The Arctic Monkeys classic debut album, whatever people say I am, that is what I'm not. Before we get to that discussion though, there's a few other things we'll be covering in the episode, which is going to be a mixed bag, but a structured mixed bag of course, as always. And I can tell you that there is definitely a bit of structure because I forced a theme into the central three questions. Are you ready? So following up on how did you get on with your Spotify raps, is whatever people say um, the time when Alex Turner tries to rap? And <laughs> are your Christmas presents already wrapped? <laughs> okay, so starting with the first of those three critical questions, Spotify rap dropped and Merrick cried. <laughs> I want to know how correct your predictions were any surprises and any snubs and maybe we can start with an accuracy catch-up so how did you guys do I did quite well yeah me too I feel like I was I was a bit wrong about my top artists there's like because I was debating whether or not Father John Misty or Kendrick Lamar would be in there and I Mm -hmm. thought maybe it's going to be just one of them but it was both of them in the end Ah. so and about my top songs I think I was like a bit in the dark yeah. yeah, you named like 10 songs. So. Yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> and all of them were wrong. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that always catches me off guard, actually. I think the song's more than the artist. But yeah. Mary kind of mm-hmm. smashed it, right? I did kind of smash it. I mean, not to brag, yeah. but I did kind of smash it. I think you were the most accurate, right? I think so. Because I, I did not name a song last week, and then I was on my bike home, and I thought, wait, no, this song mm. will be on it. And it was. There you go. But yeah, yeah, solo. It's, it's so on there. there. It is on there. Our actual collective favorite song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By now. <laughs> no, I, what, what's really funny is that I think my top songs was really kind of colored by the time that I used to go to the gym. Mm. Oh. Um, so there <laughs> are a lot of songs on there that I just used to play while I was at the gym. Mm-hmm. And they're usually kind of shorter songs. So I guess I was playing them on repeat quite a lot. And that's why they ended up in there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't a surprise in any of yours, other than just not guessing them correctly. Like, nothing in there really caught you by surprise. Mm, well, you know, yes. I predicted the Yon song last week. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's not in my top five, it's in my top six. But something has gone wrong in the way it's stored on the rap system or whatever. So instead of Yon by Hermann, it now says that it's a song called Max by DJ Martin Sandberg. And <laughs> if you play it, it's still Yon. Um, but but it doesn't show up. And it's, it's my six, so it's just on the playlist. It doesn't matter. But my friend Veronica, it's her top song of the year. So in every sort of overview picture you get it's just nice. <laughs> it's, it's so song. disappointing as well you yeah, look forward to your rap yeah you cannot around. share it because it says max by dj martin song <laughs> you actually um started a dialogue with the artist yeah i right? dm'd him like what the fuck's going on i want i want yun on my playlist because i love yun and then uh, he said that they're trying to fix it but it has not been fixed as of yet 
Really? So it's still but said why Max. Did it, why did it I don't happen know in the why. first place? I mean, when he first released it, it said Jan with like a smiley face. No, oh. wait, no, that's the album cover. It said Jan with an exclamation mark. And it was first sort of bit by bit released on TikTok and me and my friend found that. And then we were like, oh, that's amazing. We have to listen to that. And we were in Stockholm on that day. And then it was released at midnight. And then we flew from Stockholm to Gdańsk at like an hour to midnight. So when we landed, the song was out and we had to drive from Gdańsk airport to Vejerovo. And we just listened to that song on repeat for the entire drive. And then when we got back home, we listened to it some more. So that's also why it's the number oh. one spot. But after that, the name was changed of the song. So I think maybe something has gone wrong there. Okay. Mm. How long is that drive? Sorry, I don't... Like an hour and ten minutes. Ah, okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, that would make a difference if it's like five hours. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. and then we listened to it some more when we got home. Mm. I, I have pictures of it. It was nice. a magical experience. Nice. <laughs> Speaking of timings, I was 10,000 minutes over last year's record with... I That's think I came crazy. In, what was it? 130,000 this year. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't have issues. Well... <laughs> I might, but I think it's mainly because I just listen to music throughout the entire night, like asleep with music on. Oh. Um, but the other issue with that is that it always messes up my rap because I can't control what's playing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Spotify wanders into artist radios and yeah, you, you never know where that's going to lead you. And so I got whiplash from my third top artist, which was Post Malone, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a 16 year old girl as well. Um, yeah, I loved him back in the day, as we know, but I really didn't expect him to be there this year. But it's fine because Olivia Dean and Arctic Monkeys beat him. So there they were there. my one and two. Yeah, I've got. I've got a lot of people who listen to like sleep sounds or mm-hmm. sort of uh-huh. white, noise white noise to fall yeah. asleep. And so their raps are kind of, you know, it's like train train noises <laughs> in the top <laughs> songs. And you're like, okay, what's that? So yeah, they have to make their own like adjusted Spotify wrapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Did you have any snubs? Did you cover that? Not really. Like anything that you would have love to be able to share on that that just wasn't on that i really wanted arlo parks to make it but i just think it was a later in the year thing and so mm-hmm. post malone just crashed his way in basically <laughs> i was expecting kate bush to be in my top artist mm. was a donkey song in there no oh no <gasps> no because i enjoyed listening to that on our playlist oh after. i'm so glad <laughs> i'm so glad i have not listened to the donkey song yet i have listened to the lonely one wow <laughs> that was your priority to listen to the bin laden song that's that's cool yeah, no, all right said something about it. i was like okay no yeah. yeah gotta listen to it now yeah it's quite melodic i i like uh, i like his voice he's he a good really good yeah. <laughs> yeah what's his name again oh, I forget. um adam, Samberg. Adam Samberg? <laughs> something like that oh, yeah, yeah. And andy samberg andy samberg yeah he's married to joanna newsom Who's that? Joanna Newsom is this uh, like folk artist. Oh, um, she's a singer, and she makes ah. really kind of freaky music. And it's kind of funny that Andy Samberg is married to her. Oh, okay. I wonder if that's an influence on him. Yeah, on his maybe exactly journey. Yeah, I mean, what can we expect from the next uh, album? I don't know. <laughs> maybe some harps. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be into that. <laughs> the folklore version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Not again. <laughs> it's like word vomit at this point. She just keeps creeping up. Yeah, but that's I think that's her power, right? Mm. She she has pervaded every part of like cultural discourse. Yeah. So she's just, just in there. 
She really is. I mean, especially like also with eras. You know how everyone talks about eras? Yeah. It's all her. Yeah. And it's in cinemas. Yeah. It's on Spotify. It's everywhere. <laughs> Big sigh. We okay. can't escape her. Should we move on to question number two? Yes. Except uh-huh. not really that question, because that was just, as I said, a forced theme question about Alex Turner rapping. Um, <laughs> so, whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not, is almost 18 years old in oh, January. It's reaching maturity. Wow. It's allowed to drink in the UK. Mm-hmm. Although it definitely did some underage drinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a defining sound of the noughties indie era, and the album was certified seven times platinum in April last year. Cool. And I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor became the first of six consecutive UK number one albums for the band. Albums? Let's say songs. <laughs> the debut became the fastest selling debut album by a band in UK chart history and Alex Turner was 20 when the record dropped. There's a lot of influences from his teenage years musically and culturally in the lyrics. And I think something that surprised me on re-listening, re-listening with this in mind is how much of the album is rooted in identity mm-hmm. and self-identity and the building blocks of especially a young adult life, which I hope we can talk about a bit, uh, and how you're heavily vulnerable to the good and not so good influences or people around you at that time in your life. So I wanted to dig a bit deeper into that idea with you, but I'll say that maybe I shouldn't have been surprised considering the album is literally titled Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I'm Not. So can I ask you guys, is there anything people say you are that you are most definitely not? I'm not a baby. (laughs) (laughs) everyone calls me a baby (laughs) are you 18 (laughs) are you allowed to be on this podcast can you drink in the UK yes yes (laughs) all of the above please stop calling me a baby (laughs) that's a good one (laughs) because we can also check your ID as well (laughs) Uh, I don't know I'm not American. Yeah. <laughs> Another good one. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that people say about me where I'm like, that's definitely not mm. how I would describe myself. Yeah, like a recurring thing would be quite rare. Yeah. No, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I guess, personality-wise, also a bit of an open book. So Aww. most people kind of, yeah, if people understand me, then I think they have the right idea of me most of the time. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. Open book, but not American. No. <laughs> and not 12. <laughs> American. That's so good. Other way around. 21. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. You can drink in the US. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> um, for me, it was being short because people perceive me as short. And I've oh, never really? self-identified as being short. <laughs> <laughs> Except maybe now that I live in the <laughs> Netherlands. Can you drop your, your measurements quickly? <laughs> Let the audience decide. <laughs> I always How have this issue you, because, Lottie? well, I, that's what I was going to say. I always say it in feet and inches because uh, the UK is inches? from the medieval era. Um, <laughs> I don't know it in centimetres. How? Okay, we can sixty. Is that 160? That is quite short. That, what's it in feet and, and stuff? 5'5". Five, five. Five, five. So it's just very average. It's not that I'm saying that I'm tall. I would love yeah. to be a tall woman. 165. But I'm not. 165. Yeah. That's just average. Yeah. Too. Exactly. But I get this like, oh, you're so short and angry. Is your brother tall? Yes. 
Oh, that's so annoying. My brother is tall so too. Annoying. Yeah, why? And it came from nowhere because my parents are not. I, I'm taller than my dad. Uh-huh. No, like I mean, he, I'm not taller than my dad. <laughs> he, I mean, he'll hate me for saying that, but yeah, he, he's he's a small man. And <laughs> my mum is like relatively tall for a woman, maybe five six. So not like mm-hmm. crazy okay. tall. But then my brother just spawned out of nowhere as wow. this like seven foot giant. Oh Jesus! Yeah. I'm the, the shortest. Team. I'm the shortest in my family, so. Are you? Know. Yeah. Oh. Oh, see, I wouldn't think of you as short either, so they must be quite tall. Yeah. They How are. tall are you? Uh, like, I'm 170. Okay. Same-ish. Don't know what that is in feet, because, again, I'm five not seven? American. 5'7". Five, 5'7". Five, <laughs> cool. Whoa. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How tall are you? 5'7". Also. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. You know who else is 5'7"? Alex Turner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Okay, so the reason I wanted to reflect on these questions of identity is because the universality of a lot of the lyrics in this album really resonated with people from all over the world. Even though on the surface, as we've spoken about before on this podcast, this recognition does go beyond the microculture of drinking and prostitution in the small area of Sheffield that's a lot of their focus. So question is there a song or lyrics that you guys recognize yourselves in or that resonated with you personally um it could just be a song that connected with you musically not lyrically because as i know that we want to talk about the representation of women or the mention of women is problematic maybe in this uh, interesting to say the least yeah I think this is an interesting question because I did also think a lot about how um, this album resonated with me. Yeah. Um, In spite of the fact, yeah, that their background is so specific and so very different from my own. It made me think a lot about this quote from Sylvia Plath that Mm -hmm. I would like to read uh, for you now. Please. Um, That has has often been on my mind when thinking especially about nightlife and mm. these kinds of mm. spaces that are often also not the most welcoming towards uh, women and women adjacent people yeah, like myself. So, yes, my consuming desire is to mingle with road crews, sailors and soldiers, barroom regulars, to be a part of a scene, anonymous, listening, recording, All this is spoiled by the fact that I am a girl, a female, always supposedly in danger of assault and battery. My consuming interest in men and their lives is often misconstrued as a desire to seduce them or as an invitation to intimacy. Yes, God, I want to talk to everybody as deeply as I can. I want to be able to sleep in an open field, to travel west, to walk freely at night. Damn. So this is a this is a quote that I often think about when um, when it comes to these um, explorations of nightlife and of kind of that precarious mm. you know environment where um, a lot of really exciting things can happen and mm-hmm. you you make a lot of connections with people that are quite intimate, um, but. As you can see also in this album, the women that appear are are often either kind of sources of annoyance or desire mm. and often like kind of both at the same time. Already in the in the first uh, song, uh, The View from the Afternoon, which is probably or yeah, is one of my favorites or one that I um, went back to a lot while re-listening. There's that mention of uh, Larry Girls hung out the window of the limousine. Um, 
and they're all looking quite full on in bunny ears and devil horns. So there's there's kind of that element of of women in nightlife being in costume and kind of mm-hmm. dressed up probably to get the attention of men, but then also kind of drawing their their ire upon them in a way. Mm. It's very, um, very interesting. And it kind of, I feel like that's a thread that runs through the entire album with maybe the exception of, uh, you probably couldn't see for the lights, but you were staring straight at me, where mm. it's more a bit about also the narrator's own kind of insecurity in talking to women. I don't know. Women are, are yeah. <laughs> so uh, this this song is more so about Kind of, kind of trying to impress a woman who is very self-assured um, and is in a position of kind of power and aspiration because she's the the singer in a band. Um, I looked this up and the the woman who is mentioned in this song is Ava Peterson, who is the or who was the lead singer for The Little Flames. Mm. And one of the members of The Little Flames is Miles Kane. Oh. who is now um, Alex Turner's collaborator on Last Shadow Puppets. And he also plays on uh, Favorite First Nightmare. Ah, there we go. They've been friends for so long. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that's a great observation. I think there's a lot to be said about women in the night uh, environment, which is a huge part of this album. And I think the experience of them is very different and wide mm-hmm. ranging. It's a threat and it's oppressive, but it's also a thrill as excitement in the night. But the darkness of it means something very different depending on the listener. Mm-hmm. And I always think, I, well, I was saying this to my mum the other day when, because I go for a run in the evening, but if I was to run at night in winter, I have to run at like 3pm, especially here. It gets quite dark quite mm-hmm. early. And that is because of a safety thing, not just in terms of sight, but also because of, I mean, especially living in London, the threat of men, especially in the night and the attacks that there had been on uh, women just trying to make their way home, whether it was 7pm or 1 in the morning. Yeah, it's a very real threat. So my experience of the night sometimes uh, informs a lot of what I hear about women in the night, which Mm -hmm. is a big thing in this album. So yeah nice observations do you think you have any kind of self-identity in this album there no the only thing that i thought of when listening to the album is in um when the sun goes down that they then sing they say it changes when the sun goes down Mm -hmm. and i can confirm that everything changes in Sheffield when the sun goes down (laughs) (laughs) that's very true it's not a very nice place to be no okay what about one that you connected with musically? It's not necessarily your favourite, but just one that you, you're kind of personally tied to. No, there aren't many songs on this album that really resonate on a very personal yeah, okay. level. Which is probably not the same for the rest of the albums for you, right? You must connect The other more. ones are maybe more relatable in some sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not very deep into the nightlife. I don't go out ever so <laughs> okay so can't relate can't relate that, yeah. uh yeah so in that sense i've also seen people online saying that this is kind of a concept album you could see it as a concept album mm. in the sense that all the songs are about going out and the different experiences yeah. they have on their nights yeah so it's an album i enjoy a lot and i love basically all the songs 
but there is nothing on there that I feel like, oh, yeah, no, that is, oh, that's something I resonate with or something I recognize. Mm. You don't want to get rowdy in mm. the streets of Sheffield. No, not in the streets of Sheffield. I don't know, because for me, I do have that, like, I don't know, I, I have the desire to be able to go out like um, the characters in uh-huh. on this album. I want to be able to mm. to also have that kind of carefree interaction. I mean, because obviously they are also in danger in a lot of these mm-hmm. moments, or there's there's a lot of this like masculine rivalry and moments of like measuring your strengths against other men who are out and about, like bouncers or mm-hmm. the taxi driver or other men who are also in line for the club or something. <laughs> yeah, and I know that that's not aspirational obviously but there's like a sense of like you get to kind of decide what danger you put yourself in Mm. instead of having that kind of thrust upon you in Mm. like yeah in these settings yeah there's like more freedom to it like you can decide if you want to get into a fight or if you want to get (laughs) physical with someone and often when you're not a man in these situations you kind of don't have a lot of control Uh. over that yeah, that's true. And I think they would do a lot of reflecting on alcohol as the fuel of that and how at the end of the day that is quite often a self-inflicted fuel because, you, I mean, hopefully unless you have an, a problem, then the amount of alcohol you're consuming and fueling your night with is, like I say, self-inflicted. Like You, you choose how much of that poison you put in your body kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fighting juice, as it's known in the UK. Fighting <laughs> juice. Which I think is very, yeah. this album core. And also, what you you were saying about it being a concept album, I just realised that it was uh, from 2006 and Mm -hmm. the new film Saltburn is also based on uh, 2006, but like the opposite end of British society in that it's... But still, I feel like, I mean, I've only seen the trailer, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you see a lot of similarities yeah yeah so i wonder what about 2006 has captured (laughs) pop culture's imagination i mean for the arctic monkeys they were writing at the time whereas obviously salt burns like come out retrospectively Uh and it's been Mm -hmm. referred to as a period piece even though it's like in very recent memory but still yeah it's a comparison to be made there i'm sure when we finally get to see the film yeah we'll be able to say more about it (laughs) yeah Okay, so moving away from your own identities to the identity of the Arctic Monkeys as a band themselves, is there a song on the album that you still think is rooted in who they are as a band and maybe one that you would introduce someone to the band with because it being their debut album, it's their own form of introduction. So Yeah. Yeah, like he doesn't really sing uh, When the Sun Goes Down anymore, but it, like that might still count as yeah. one of the biggest introductions you could make to the band. I just think, first and foremost, I want to say that this is a really, really good debut album. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know, because especially thinking of them now, because their sound has changed so much, it's kind of weird to say, like, oh, yeah, oh, you like Arctic Monk? Oh, you should listen to When the Sun Goes Down, <laughs> and then you know exactly what they are about. Yeah, it's very much yes. Th- it is very Arctic Monkeys, but it doesn't really introduce you to what they do n- now. So in that sense, it's difficult to sort of pick um, one or two songs. But when I think of the Arctic Monkeys today, still this version sort of comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I had to pick one song, I would pick a certain romance. 
yeah that might mm. be influenced because i really love a certain romance that yeah. might be my favorite but i think it has everything okay nice and you saw it live they it was on that they set did list. not know oh no they played it in sheffield they opened with it in sheffield but oh. i was not in sheffield so uh they did not play it's a romance Ouch. i don't think they play that very often did they play it for you well as we found <laughs> you out <don't> remember. <laughs> I, I had a stroke when i tried to think <laughs> of the set list because I, <laughs> I can envisage them playing every single song but i think they might have okay Maybe I have just forgotten. I'm gonna look it up while some of you. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm. I, I might actually agree about a certain romance because it also encapsulates maybe the wish to to break out of what they have been talking about f- mm-hmm. through the entire album. Um, something that I noticed also is that there's um, there's a sense of like repetitiveness and Mm -hmm. every every night out is the same as the as the last one and like also in the opening track there's the um we want to see all of the things that we've already seen um and in a certain romance you you do see that yeah there's also some critical reflection on on the environment that they're in and maybe the hope to um find yeah a certain romance that would enrich their experience of life Mm. but maybe something something else that i I would say is also quite typical is the songwriting so i would Mm. maybe pick a song like red light indicates uh, doors are secure Mm -hmm. because of the the like really detailed storytelling and the the way that these different voices kind of appear in the song itself uh you're kind of flowing from one strand of drunken conversation to the next um and i think yeah it's it's a really good showcase of of what makes um alex turner's songwriting really special yeah. i think mm-hmm. Okay, some really nice observations on identity there guys there's still a little bit to go but i think for now we'll take a break I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life in plastic. It's It's fantastic. You can respond. Okay. Okay. Nice. Um, That was a nice intro. Yeah. Yes. We're back. Barbie is part of our identity on this podcast. So Mm -hmm. definitely. Let's get back to the identity question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've discussed the identity of ourselves, the band, but I also wanted to consider the identity of the album itself. One thing that's a big part of this album's timelessness for me is the titles. I think it has great titles. Mm -hmm. A mix of long ones. Kind very of, long um yeah mm-hmm. they reflect on the album title like the whole album title in its kind of prophecy like style mm-hmm. prophecy or like catchphrasey almost vibe mm-hmm. doesn't it come from a book a film i think oh, the, film. whatever people say i am yeah okay. i didn't i never knew that until like oh. looking at mm-hmm. this what weekend. movie is this from it's like a, a british film called sunday morning or saturday and sunday morning or something like oh. that something very pretentious probably <laughs> I think it was. Um, Is it Sunday Bloody Sunday? <laughs> no. Sunday Bloody Sunday. <laughs> That's a movie too, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah. I just thought of you too. No. <laughs> <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you too. No, no, that's fine. Um, well, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> was that lactic monkeys reference? No. <laughs> Damn, that was loud as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Bear with me, man. I lost my train of thought. Okay, 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 okay. It's Alex Turner sings it in in four out of five. 
Yeah. It's a four to five. Bear with me, man. I lost my Not train of thought. <laughs> and then he's just quiet for a bit. This is such a jolly episode. <laughs> we're, we're all Have singing. I mean, yeah. Jolly yes. Christmas. Obviously. It's the best time of the year. Hey. Sorry. Uh, yeah, let's get back to the album now. Yeah, album title is Prophecy-like, but it also has very short images that are effective in some of the titles, like Riot Van. Do you have a favorite title or maybe one that you wish had a different title or it like creates a little bit of a dislocation between song and title because i think it's clearly something that they were thinking through Mm -hmm. is that fair enough to say that the structure of the titles is very intentional Mm -hmm. i think so yeah i mean i think uh perhaps vampires I really like that one. Also, yeah. they don't sing it, right? Yeah, it's as if the title is like in conversation yeah, with, with the, song. the lyrics itself, mm. uh, the lyrics themselves. Like, you know. They're just basically calling people out for being assholes. Yeah. And calling them vampires. Or like parasites. And then the t- yeah. And then the title's like, yeah, perhaps vampires is a bit strong, but we're going to say this We're going to say it anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, that's, I think that's cool. And I love vampires so (laughs) (laughs) maybe that that could have been the point where i i relate most to the album is that i love vampires um and i also think um marty bum is like a really nice Mm. title also because it it really draws you into um also a linguistic environment that Mm -hmm. not everyone is familiar with i mean i had to look that up as well what marty means yeah Um, yeah yeah he's He's going full Yorkshire in, in this mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that in the in the lyrics. Yeah, because yeah. I I just kind of copy pasted them uh, from Genius.com. <laughs> um, and shout out. yeah, shout out to y'all. Uh, good work done there. Except for actually, I I kind of uh, contemplated getting into some beef with the people annotating <laughs> the lyrics on there because sometimes they'll just put like stupid shit in there. Yeah. And you're like oh god, what? Yeah. Who is this? Who is this helping in no analyzing one. these lyrics? No, no one. Um, especially with my least favorite song off of the album. Ooh, what is it? Go there. Um, I have one. Still take you. Yeah, home. same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. If I just think it's forgettable. Uh, yeah, and I think it's. I think it's slightly misogynistic. Yeah, so. yeah that's true. Yeah, I just but, skip but over it every time. Yeah. yeah, it's forgettable, and so is she, and that's kind of the point. Yeah, yeah I guess so. And it's like mo- the most repetitive and sort of, I'd say, uncreative mm-hmm. w- lyrics-wise as well. With the like, what do you know? Oh, you know nothing. It's mm. yeah. It's not the most. Um, it's not the best lyrically. No. No. Also, I, I think there's like a sense of, of resentment speaking out of these lyrics. I mean, with, with all the descriptions of, of this woman being like, yeah, like hard to talk to, but still desirable yeah. just as a, as a sexual object in oh, a you're sense. You're a Topshop princess, a rock star too. Yeah, you're mm. all tarted up. Tarted up. That's yeah. such a old yeah, that's horrible English phrase. I also think it's interesting that it's their first album, so he's not like a full-blown star at this point. I know no. that they were gigging and, and like he's still a star to some extent, but that song kind of takes on a new meaning when you think of him now and like the mm-hmm. abusive power of I'll still take you home, you know, I'm Alex mm-hmm. Turner. Yeah. You know nothing. We don't, we don't even have to speak, but I'll still take you home. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think it 
that's what he is saying no No. (laughs) it would definitely be it would definitely feel differently if he performed that i don't know if he still performs this but i doubt it right but that's what i mean because now it would seem way more problematic yeah Yeah. and it's problematic then so (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay any any others i I don't know i like that it's i mean i don't like still take you home as a title either I don't know what I would turn it into, but I kind of almost all the songs are either very long or have two words. I mean that's not true actually. It just feels still take me home. It just sucks. Also, yeah. just take me home reminds me of One Direction. You know what uh, I was gonna say? It reminds me of Push You Around from the Barbie film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yes. that or um. From the Beatles, there's that one song, uh, Run For Your Life. Oh, uh, I That's know. also kind of... Different times, man. Yeah, <laughs> where you're just like, ah, oh, why did they make this song? Because it's, it's also that, like, vaguely misogynistic mm-hmm. bullshit, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a reason why I skipped this Like, one. buried in the vaults where they're like, nah, let's not talk about this one yeah. too much, but yeah. Yeah, and yeah, push you around. Uh, <laughs> shout out Ryan Gosling, <laughs> yet again. <laughs> I like the long titles. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember them most of the time. I have a very hard time. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I was started off like, oh, okay, you know, you probably couldn't, you probably couldn't see for, yeah, for, um, for the lights. Oh, for the lights, but oh, but you were okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even um, as we found out, acronymizing. <laughs> I'm gonna make that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, the album title is quite hard because w- what was like whoops. Psh, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess we could just refer to it as whatever people say. Yeah. Or whatever people say I am. Yeah, actually, that makes sense because I, I, in my head, it was whatever people say I am. But then I feel like you're missing the point of the album mm-hmm. title if you condense it to that. Mm-hmm. So if you just go whatever people say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think decided. it's so clear. Now, uh, half an hour into this podcast, you decided how to refer to the album. <laughs> but I mean, that would also. I mean, it's 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 true. It kind of skips over the entire point, yeah. and it makes mm. it it makes it more superficial and yeah. more. Um, yeah. Like yeah. whatever people, however people misunderstand us, that's just yeah. That's very true. It just stands as that. Yeah. So maybe it is. It is worth saying the entire title. Whatever <laughs> people time. say, I am. That's why I'm not. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank, thank you, you, Alex, for, for naming the album. <laughs> but I think also the one you mentioned, you probably couldn't see for the lights, but you were staring straight at me, is also in conversation again with mm-hmm. the lyrics. Mm. Because it, I don't think that exact phrasing appears in the song. No, but no. it's like, yeah, it's like a comment on the the song itself. Yeah, and then you have the ones that just go straight in with the title, like Ryan mm-hmm. Man. Right, man. And Dancing Shoes. <laughs> Dancing Shoes yeah. as well. Marty Bum as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does Fake Tales of San Francisco also start with? Fake Tales of yeah. San Francisco. I really like that title, actually. Yeah, but I do too. Me too. And that bridge fucking rocks mm. so hard. Yeah, I, I love also, that. I wanted to talk about Dancing Shoes, because that's a song that when I first listened to this album sort of skipped over mm. like i have an arctic mm. monkeys playlist and that's not in it yeah and i was listening to it, it's like oh this song kind of slaps and then you have the the instrumental thing at the end it's not the outro there's some lyrics left but so good mm-hmm. yeah so so good mm-hmm. so now it's in the playlist <laughs> there you go yeah from from the ritz to the rebel is also not yeah we haven't mentioned that mentioned. one yet but it's one of my yeah. favorites from mm-hmm. this album 
they do still play that sometimes, right? Yeah. I think so. And this one, I mean, you made a joke about rapping, but this one has that element of really like rhythmic speech. Mm -hmm. And like, I've already mentioned this to you, I think off podcast, but reading these lyrics in not a Sheffield accent is always like, oh God, it's embarrassing almost because he has such a, like, I don't, I also don't think anyone could cover most of these songs because it's just so connected to his particular kind of vocal style yeah uh-huh. as well yeah which is why you had to wait till am to get miley cyrus to cover anything like that, <laughs> yeah. which we were all dying for obviously. exactly no but he wasn't meant to be the singer at first oh really <gasps> <gasps> no i think Who they were was? looking for some other singer oh. and they tried some people out don't quote me on that maybe they just settled on alexander quite wow. quickly but he wasn't meant to be the singer he, he wasn't a singer um yeah so I think also just moving on to then AM later, he just learned yeah. how to sing. Mm. That's wild though, because and, and he still yeah. sounds quite nice, but it's also just, I mean, especially in the song, like from the Ritz to the Rubble, it's almost more talking than, mm-hmm. than singing. Yeah. And there's a lot of sort of scream singing yeah. as well on it. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite punk in of some ways. Not. <laughs> like I think also you could get whiplash a bit from listening to mm-hmm. the car and then this uh-huh. because the this, the way he sings it's, it's is so, so different. different. Yeah, yeah. Also the rhyming of some very Sheffieldish yeah things with Love then that. longer words like scarian yeah with totalitarian. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just really loved how they use their accent or dialect whatever mm-hmm. to make these things rhyme mm. yeah if it doesn't work you know just make it work yeah yeah it goes way deeper than have you seen all the things sorry to mention her again but taylor swift <laughs> rhyming <laughs> last week we said that we're never we were never going to talk about taylor swift again <laughs> but it's, it's okay i'll allow it it's only in in contrast to things um, that we love very yeah. much you know yeah. okay so <laughs> sorry what did taylor swift do <laughs> in one of her songs i think she rhymes Ooh, which is not words with <laughs> a word <laughs> i can't do the cheese um uh, cruel summer i think do you know the song cruel yeah. Summer? no does yes. he rhyme ooh with uh summer yeah maybe yeah something like that we're okay. butchering the taylor swift law now as well so i will hold my tongue on this because um <laughs> <laughs> i will yeah no i don't ah uh, yeah it's it's new the shape of your body it's blue the feeling i got it it's ooh oh, oh cool summer <laughs> like what <laughs> where's scary and then totalitarian taylor <laughs> yeah come on step up your game on it <laughs> get into it where is she from actually taylor she, yeah does she have a does she have a regional accent that she could draw on i for? think she, well, she's super country s- yeah back in the day oh true i, I think she, she hasn't been doing a that. sort of country-ish accent country-ish accent as well i wear Short skirt. Yeah, maybe she should get back to. And I'm on the bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get back to making like vaguely misogynistic music. Yeah, maybe. I love that Ooh, for her. She might That's wear classic Reeboks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. Um. So, titles, big part of their album identity, which was part of their big success with this album as well, um, which went on to 
win the Mercury Prize, which is a very prestigious prize for songwriting and lyricism specifically. <laughs> um, so is there a few lines or maybe a song that you would crown for this album with, with something like the Mercury Prize in mind, if it was based on just a few lines from this album, what would win it for you? We haven't talked about Fake Tales of San Francisco enough yet. And no. that contains We have not talked about I Bet You Look Good in the Dance Floor at all. Oh, yeah. I we mean, should not. So please. No, but you can. Um, let's go to Fake Tales first. Okay. So uh, Fake Tales of San Francisco has this line that goes, uh, so all that's left is the proof that love's not only blind but deaf. And I think that's, mm. I think that's just really cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Can you sing it? Oh, uh, no. It's very guitar central though. I feel like Sorry. that song. Um, yeah, it is very guitar central. I also saw someone who sort of described this album or sort of I don't know not the album or Alex just everything it's like oh he did not have a piano yet uh, <laughs> this is this is Alex doing it before he got a piano but they did have drums they did have drums <laughs> on the topic of drums let's talk about Matt Helders mm. whoa, whoa. Um, yes there are other people in the Arctic Monkeys there are other people <laughs> in the Arctic Monkeys Matt Helders oh Matt Helders he's the drummer uh, and I personally think that he's one of the best mm. especially of his time uh but he drums the fuck out of the drums he fuck he yeah. just puts his entire <laughs> life into the drumming he does and i think you can hear it and i think it mm -hmm. sounds fantastic and i mean it's also also on brian's song that's not on this yeah. album but i cannot I help but say. notice the drums in every song mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah he's amazing nice I'm glad we got someone else in there. Not yes. Just Alex yeah. We should have done our research because this album still had a different bass player. I mean, maybe oh. you can look that up right now. There's there's been this man who keeps popping up on my TikTok, and he he's an an older gentleman, British, <laughs> probably also from Yorkshire somewhere, and he he does a cover version of, of this, <laughs> and he goes, "Stop <laughs> making the eyes at me." <laughs> so That's funny really good. he's really sweet um <laughs> shout out to him <laughs> uh the old bass player is not called adam nichols it's andy nicholson i was almost there so close. Okay. Yeah, very um, close he was still on the first album maybe the second as well i'm not sure but he was kicked out oh also don't drama. know about that but he's mm. no longer drama of the Arctic monkeys it's now jamie or is it nick 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 is bass jamie is good okay mm-hmm Yes, I'm glad we got that straight. Yeah. I have a couple of lyrics to submit for this yes, award. Yes, please. I have gone with quite well-known ones, which makes them hard not to sing, but I'll try not to because no one needs to hear that. Uh, last night, what we talked about it made so much sense, but now the haze has ascended, it don't make no sense anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I just like that because, I mean, I could have chosen any from that song, but... <laughs> Something about sense and ascended, I think, again, with these rhymes, he loves to pair quite simplistic language with just getting a multi-syllabic word in there, which is kind of central to a lot of their lyricism and does actually stay consistent where a lot of their sound doesn't. And I think it just makes for like a richer listening experience because mm -hmm. you, you never really know where he's going to go. He drops mm -hmm. like the Sheffield slang, the simpler rhymes, the simple not simple but like the more natural melodies and then like you say he comes out of 
nowhere either with like a scream singing or a word like totalitarian or ascended and it's yeah mm-hmm. it's it's not necessarily groundbreaking in music in general but no but it's refreshing yeah it's refreshing yeah. especially for a 20 year old there's like clearly this uh-huh. blend of maturity and yeah nightlife slang with i want to be a songwriter and i want to take over the world with my music mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i feel like we really get that from even the small half arms such as sense and ascended yeah yeah i mean something like um in the first in the view from the afternoon like anticipation and enter evening entertainment mm-hmm. and i do see that kind of aspiration to yeah. literariness yeah. also nice. and there's one thing that i wrote down about this also in uh, the view from the afternoon there's this line in the chorus um, when she's pressed the star after she's pressed unlock and there's verse and chapter set in her inbox and I thought verse and nice. chapter here was really mm-hmm. interesting again like literary aspirations maybe in a moment that is very unliterary mm-hmm. like uh-huh. the drunken voicemails mm-hmm. um, and also I looked this up because I wasn't sure if it was a phrase like chapter and verse um, and it is so oh. technically it could be I think originally it was it was meant as a reference to like the Bible mm. um, where you've got chapter and verse and it's it's supposed to mean being able to back up a statement or opinion with precise facts and details. OK. Um, and I thought that was really interesting also with how, um, yeah, in a moment of of drunkenness, when you're calling someone you might not be in the in the actual state to kind of back up what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it could also be maybe a moment of defensiveness. Yeah. Maybe if you're talking to your partner and you're trying to help them understand what you are up to yeah. on a drunk night out or something like that. I thought that was really interesting. Kind of like what's happening in Mardi Bum between like mm-hmm. the, the argument between the couple i also think mardi bum is interesting for our conversation here because one of the main lyrics that's been kind of commercialized out of that is remember cuddles in the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> which i feel like anytime you look up kind of any arctic monkeys lyric art or stuff like that yeah. that is always on it and not only is it not really true to what the song is about but yeah. come on, like cuddles in the kitchen cuddles in the kitchen yeah <laughs> sad to say about this album well on the topic of i bet you look good on the dance floor i think it is interesting is i think it's their first song ever there's a lot of references to other books films and cultural artifacts in this mm-hmm. one mm. intertextuality yes into songuality into songuality indeed <laughs> like stuff from 1984 and you have the montagues and montagues yeah. and the capulets and your name is in rio but i don't care for sand it's duran duran i had mm. never understood that lyric until i looked it up i uh-huh. thought he was just saying gibberish at that I, point i was I like just, okay fine your name is in rio that i got but your name a- is everything a- after that i don't care like, for percent okay. and lightning because also i mean here on the lyrics it's two lines but when he sings it it's sort of one yeah that's true yeah it doesn't end where the the line ends that's true mm-hmm. uh, what about you mara do you have anything more to say about this album i have one Ooh. last addendum Ooh, that i'd like to make um i think sexy little swine should be the arctic monkeys <laughs> fan name oh <laughs> no because i had a note about that when <laughs> i forgot to say it but when i was talking about how i sort of rediscovered dancing shoes mm-hmm. i really like that song until he says you sexy little swine it just kind of makes me go yeah Uh, but again there i was also questioning like who is this referring to because it's like this animalistic like 
but desirable mm-hmm. thing. And I feel like that could just as well refer to himself and his mm-hmm. group of people. Yeah. Like not in the sense that they are attractive to him, but that they are like charged up sexually uh-huh. in a sense. Um so yeah. I was I was not I was not clear on whether no. or not that was like the ladies that he's interested in or mm. actually himself and his group of No, friends. but yeah, just aside from what it means, every time I hear it I just go, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about cuddles in the kitchen. Yeah. Cuddles I don't remember that. Sexy swine. I do not remember that. No. I'm it's blocked out of Okay, so Christmas. Yes, Christmas. For the final section, we're moving away from the sound of Naughty's indie rock towards the sweet sound of Jingle Bells, as this is our last episode before our university goes on winter break and we're all headed home for Christmas. Yes. Driving home for Christmas. I asked my elves here (laughs) to to put on their Santa hats and see if they could magically reinvent any of Alex Turner's great whatever people say I am lyrics into Christmas songs. Very excited to see what you come up with, or if we can just inject some holiday spirit into this album. We can do that definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I have tried to sort of Christmasize. Um, nice. Whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. So the view from the afternoon has become the view from the North Pole, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course, obviously. Uh, and then I bet you look good on the dance floor. I bet Santa looks good in his sleigh. <laughs> sleigh. <laughs> sleigh. <laughs> Dancing shoes has become elf shoes. I don't have anything for Fake Tales of San Francisco because I didn't want it to be like Fake Tales of the North Pole again. Or no, like Fake Tales of Santa because uh, as oh, you might know, uh, as you might know, Santa is not actually real. Oh, really? Shit. I'm so sorry to, you know, <laughs> reveal that to no, you. it's only young. <laughs> oh, Dutch, Dutch kids don't believe in Santa. It's okay. Oh, yeah. oh I, I have like... The the uh, Christ child that comes to you on Christmas. What? Because <laughs> that that's what happens oh. in Germany. Oh. <laughs> no, Christmas is not too big. Oh, oh yeah, true. Because you have center class. I also I just thought that fake tales of San Francisco could just become fairy tale of New York. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh my God! Nice. Wait, but didn't the yes. guy from the Pogues recently pass away? Oh really? Yes. Yeah. R. B. Rest in peace. Okay, so for the other titles, yes, I started with, you probably couldn't see for the lights, but you were looking straight at me, but I didn't know how to do with it. I, I, I had, you probably couldn't hang up the lights, oh, like in the train, oh, but then I nice. didn't know how to finish it. Um, still take you home, I just skipped because, you know, we do that. Yeah, Riot Van has just song. become Slay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Red light indicates presence already. Um, wow. And then That's I so have good. from the pole to the pubble. <laughs> 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 and that's wow. it. I didn't do anything for the rest. Wait, maybe you you probably couldn't see for the snow. Uh-huh. But you were but you were Santa was right getting ready. The <laughs> rolls of the dog. <laughs> um I mean I was thinking like maybe we could or I could pick out like lyrics that might apply to Christmas mm-hmm. already in yeah. the way that they are right now. And I think maybe like you know, this is mean, and I don't want to say that I've had bad Christmases. I don't think I've ever had a bad Christmas, but anticipation has a habit to I wanted to, to say that up. as well. <laughs> it's like kind of, uh, you know, potentially for some Christmases. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I had the same one in mind. Where, where does it go from there? Anticipation has uh, uh, to set you up for, for disappointment in evening entertainment. In Christmas entertainment. Oh. In Christmas entertainment. Um, but tonight there'll be some love. Yeah, you, there's we'll still stop hope it there. Yeah. there. There's only love. Tonight. You heard it here first. Alex Turner wrote a Christmas carol. And <laughs> it's hidden in his first album. It's so lovely. First, first he album, first track. Album with it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do love "View from the Afternoon." I want to say yeah. I think I have a thing for like a an aggressive album opener. Mm. Is is just like, yeah, that's how you get nice. Me. Yeah, but yeah, I think that was the only lyric where I was like, that could be applicable to Christmas. I thought of doing like, you know, how Santa's uh, reindeers have names. Mm-hmm. I was going to see yeah. how many of them I could find in the in the <laughs> lyrics. Got dancer and dancing yeah, shoes. we've got dancing. Um, Red I, nose. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know any of the other <laughs> names because, like I said, I'm not American, so I don't know about this. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Also, you can make anything sound like a reindeer name because of the song that's like, "It was a vixen and prancer yeah and flasher like flasher's not one but you can kind of make it <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually know all of them how many are there oh i forget seven Sorry. and then rudolph merry christmas says, rudolph the red nose reindeer and a very shiny nose i don't know the rest of the song i heard the first line you would even say it glows. Oh wow! Na, 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 and na, the other reindeers used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Oh, nice. you know that's so sad. That's <laughs> yeah. so sad. Why Rudolph would you bullied? <laughs> Why would you do this? <laughs> right. You had, <laughs> you had a great Christmas parody. Yes, I love that. You did? Yes. Okay. I audibly laughed. I'm going to sing it in the tune of Riot Van. Please. If I can. Wait, should we help? Yeah, please. Okay. My tunefulness, I'm not known for my tunefulness or my maths. (laughs) I'm going to do a full 360 whilst I sing this. (laughs) Involved. Um, Okay. Let me get in the tune of Riot Van. So I'll browse the sleigh (laughs) and sparks excitement in the boys. But, but the elves look jolly. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps, Perhaps these are ones that build toys. Got, Got a gift last night from men with red sacks dressing hats. <laughs> we didn't do that much wrong. We're on the nice list all year long. Very all nice. year long. All and year there long. goes the sleigh. Yeah. <laughs> I think the first line works. So what rolls a sleigh? Yeah, sparks sleigh. excitement in the boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's we're stretching it a little bit, but yeah. it's, it's yeah. Like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> stop making stop. the eyes at me. Stop making the, the eyes, eyes at you. you. <laughs> and your shoulders are frozen. Cold as a night. Oh yeah, there's also like that juxtaposition of like cold and hot and like it mm. kind of stiff and limber, I'd say, in that in that song, right? Nice. Like it's like fantasy and reality, yeah. clashing. Yes, because like he also pictures her dancing like a robot, which I think is kind of funny, right? Like maybe if you're if you're having a daydream about someone that you find attractive, <laughs> you wouldn't exactly <laughs> picture them dancing like a robot, but more so like I don't know, like a like a sexy dance. Yeah, <laughs> I That's don't know, like new, a sexy um, little swan. <laughs> Yeah, it's a new version of picturing people naked so that you don't get nervous. <laughs> if you it's if just you picture them, them doing dancing the robot. like a robot, that's cool. 
I might start doing that. I think it'd yeah. solve a lot of my problems. Because yeah. no one looks cool doing the robot. Like doing actually. public speaking, you're just imagining that everyone's <laughs> not even listening to you. They're yeah. just busy doing the robot. <laughs> That's fine. Are they synchronized or not? No, no, no. no. Everyone's in their own world. Yeah. The less synchronized, the worse it is. Or the That's better good. it is. Yeah, actually. for you. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Okay. So Spotify has been wrapped. Mm-hmm. Alex Turner didn't rap. No. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little like bit. a tiny bit. Like a little, like a little uh, indie. Yeah, on Ritz too. Yeah. Yeah. But but are your Christmas presents wrapped? No, actually. No. So we better leave now so you can mm-hmm. go and do it. Mm-hmm. Thank Farewell, you, Santa. listeners. Have a very Merry Christmas. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Because you know it's the best time of the year. We've got very merry, holly jolly. Can you come up with a Christmas rhyme? I don't know why I've turned this into a creative writing very session. Merry, but it's cool. Jolly. Um, hmm. Sleigh day. Sleigh day. Okay, so hopefully this isn't going to be Christmas songs, but we do need to do our end of the episode, What's on Your Paused in Spotify. Mm-hmm. Mara? Okay, um, what have you got for us? Mine is Temporary Secretary by Paul McCartney. Ooh. Um, one of his freakier songs. I'd say it's very out there. Uh, it's very electronic, and he sings in a funny American accent, so <laughs> that's appealing to me. Of course. <laughs> Mara, you're looking a bit mine. sheepish over that. I don't want to talk about mine. Well, it's very in line with what we talked about last week, last time. It's solo. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's, it's the <laughs> instrumental backing track <laughs> from Eurovision. And I, I don't know why I was listening to it. It has a dance break in it that the normal song doesn't have. And I just kind of imagine her doing the dance when I listen to it. And I was just being... <laughs> Sorry. That's so funny. Is she doing the robot? No. <laughs> Arguably, her dancing is way better than her singing. Oh. <laughs> That's why wow. I like the performance. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, You're yeah. so in it. Yeah. It's You're amazing. deep into that I song. mean, it yeah. was sort of... The podcast sort of revived it. Oh, you're <laughs> blaming us. No, I'm not blaming you. I'm thanking you. Um, yeah, no. Ugh. It's okay. You can do better next time. Hopefully by 2024. <laughs> I will. It'll be out. Maybe she'll have a new song. <laughs> Maybe. Does she have the promise of new music soon? No, there was a radio. No, a DJ edit remix thing. Oh, really she just week. keeps on going with this it's one. It's a very bad one. Mm. No, it, she has different songs. Oh, <laughs> it's not solo anymore. This one is rodeo. Oh. Rodeo. Yeah. Nice. Hop on. She's no, tonight she's getting off of the oh, guy's getting... rodeo. Oh. Okay, Lottie, what's your song? My song this week is Kingdom by Joy Crooks. And it's because I'm oh. missing the homeland. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> because this song is very good and that it highlights a lot of issues with the homeland, actually. Um, I recommend it. It's off her debut album, Skin, which is so good. Uh, and also shout out to Joy Crooks because she recently held a charity show or a couple of charity shows in London raising money for the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. Cool. And it was extremely well run and well attended and she she did a great job she's perfect for incorporating issues of humanity and political issues especially based in british culture into her songs and she refuses to not 
do that like she refuses to avoid political um affiliations and things like that in her art because she believes they're completely baked into one another so she's really great hell yeah that's really good that's (laughs) awesome I'm glad it's on the playlist. Yeah. Which is this week's playlist is mainly going to be uh, the album. Yeah. And then so long. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Again. I'll listen to something else next time. That's okay. Wait, <sighs> let's say, let's get a Christmas song on there. So if you were, say you had been listening to oh a Christmas Oh yeah, what's song. your favorite Christmas song? Yeah. yeah. Um, John Lennon. Love this question. Yoko Ono. Yeah. Oh. Good one. Say the song name so it can go in the podcast it's playlist. Happy Xmas. Between brackets, war is over. Hell yeah. War is (laughs) over. (laughs) Okay. War is over. Now. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Okay. My favorite is. Um, oh, sorry, sorry I want to mention. Sorry, I want to stop. mention. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. My my favorite Christmas song um, is uh, "Christmas Unicorn" by Sufjan Stevens. Okay. Um, oh. It's really good. It's very long, and you should all listen to it because it's a joy. And you should generally listen to Sufjan Stevens' Christmas albums. There are several of them, and you should listen to all of what's on there. Um, I'd like to give another shout out. Sorry, as soon as I mention songs, it's I just okay. keep going. <laughs> but um, I, I'd like to give another shout out to uh, Mr. Frosty Man off of that album. Um, and uh, Justice Delivers Its Death, which comes right before Ooh. Christmas Unicorn and is so sad. So sad. And then Christmas Unicorn comes and like picks you back up and gets you in the Christmas nice. mood. So Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Listen to those songs. Yeah, I will. I will. What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, I'm so basic. Last Christmas by Wham. Hell very, it's a good one. Um, it's yeah. a very good one. A it classic. Is. Very cuddles in the kitchen of me. <laughs> But Stop! It's, it's the when he changes and once and twice shy. Uh, no, let's, let's leave it there. Tell me, baby, do you recognize me? Well, it's been a year. It doesn't surprise me. Face of a lover and a fireless. I just went into a different key, but that's okay. This is the karaoke edition of Favorite Worst Podcast. Yeah. I'll do that to (laughs) you. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. 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 I've seen your frown and it's like looking down the barrel of a gun and it goes up. Did it make an ass of me? Stop! It didn't stop. stop.